Let's get it, y'all. I am way too excited. Like, I'm scream whispering right now because I don't want to scream in your ear because I'm that excited. The Straight Up Podcast, the one that you love, the one you listen to right now, is now a part of the Grove Day Podcast Network. You heard me. I told y'all we turn it up this year. And guess what? A bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world, change to the world, impact to the world, and support shows and brands we believe in. That's why I'm a part of Growth Day. It's all about empowering people, impacting people, and bringing change to this world. But listen, one of my friends is a part of this network, and I need you to go show some love. Subscribe to her show. Earn your happy with Lori Harder. Okay, Lori is going to make you go harder in every area of your life. She's a brilliant mind, a brilliant spirit, a brilliant human. I know you're going to love her. I know you're going to love her show. That's Earn Your Happy with Lori Harder. Go subscribe today and watch your life be changed. Here we are, y'all. Straight Up Podcast. Special guests, which you already know. And uh, I usually have a lot of guests, but this person is someone that's legendary. And I don't know if you saw this, Marquise, but I wrote in your post probably like a few weeks ago. And I said, I think you'll be the, the greatest ever, bro, at doing this because what's so wild to me is your mindset, man. So first of all, man, say what's up to everybody on Straight Up Podcast. How you feeling, man? What's going on, everybody? I'm feeling great. I'm thankful, very thankful. How you doing today, Trent? Man, I'm doing good, bro. Bless. Busy as ever, but... You know, it's funny because anytime I'm about to complain about too much on my plate, I think about the times where I was praying to have anything on my plate, right? So I'm just blessed and thankful, right. man. And um, I want to just have a conversation with you. You know, I talked to you off camera like I don't want this to be an interview because I think an interview would do this injustice because you have so much wisdom at such a young age, bro. And you, your mindset is beautiful. It's incredible. So I'd rather just have a conversation and just tag team. But I do want to start off by asking you this. Um, how old are you right now, bro? 18. 18 years old. Um, I remember bringing you out to Texas, or you were out in Texas, and I remember you bringing, uh, speaking to Tristan's football team uh, probably like, what, maybe maybe two, three years ago. And to this day, when I get around the kids, they always say, uh, I don't know who needs to hear this, but somebody does. That's something that we're going to talk about in a minute that has stuck with them, it also has taken taken over the internet. But you being 18 years old, you started this when you were 15 years old. I am very curious and intrigued, bro, just on the mindset because we spent time together. Um, I know you, I know your mindset. You have the mindset of a 35, 40 year old in a way of like how you think, how you approach your craft. Like, where does that come from? I would say taking it back I think it like heavily stems from adversity for me. Okay. Like when I got into it, when I got into speaking and motivating, that came from adversity that I went through, right? Being in eighth grade and playing basketball my whole childhood leading up to eighth grade and going to the doctor and being diagnosed with a heart murmur. And not just like the little, the little kind, but the doctor telling me this was one on a higher scale with these holes in my heart allowing blood to leak the place it does need to go. And after the doctor told me, like, I had to sit down for these eight weeks and take this break from playing the game I love. And if the healing process didn't go right, I could never play at the level and intensity I wanted to. Like, at that young of an age, like, it really felt like my dream was, like, being snatched away from me. Mm -hmm. And I think it was in that adversity where it's like I found myself. Cause at first I was upset. I was angry. Like I'm heavy in my faith. Like I questioned God. I'm like, God, you know, if nobody else knew, like, you know how much effort and energy I put into the game of basketball. Like this was like my, my love. Right. And when it happened, I remember asking God, I'm like, God, why would you like let this happen? And I didn't know what he had planned for me. But after I started, after I picked up my phone, I started making those motivational videos, not really knowing, you know, what I was doing it for, just knowing it was on my heart and I wanted to share what I was going through and potentially help somebody else. Being able to see what that's done, right? Not only for myself, but now for others, like it was me finding my voice through that adversity. And I think, you know, it's just like the mindset began to shift from 
Of course, I can look at this situation as a negative. Of course, I can look at this situation as my dream is gone. You know, this this dream I had to plan it, and the doctor is telling me I got these holes in my heart. Of course, I can look at all of the negatives in the situation. But after I had picked up my phone and started making those motivational videos, it was a mindset shift. Like I can turn this into my advantage. Like I can turn this disadvantage into my advantage and actually make it into my power. Right? That's something I learned from you and. To be completely transparent is crazy because you were so influential and heavily inspired me through that time as you shared your story on your own career right and the adversity that you faced you know in the nfl and going through your own trials and tribulations and i would just say like that mindset of what i'm doing now stems from adversity it stems from failures it stems from my losses and i look at everything now right as a way for me to grow and learn and develop and that's my only goal now like with speaking it's crazy what's what's going on now and i'm truly like thankful for it all because i didn't see it happening at first but it's like man it all started <laughs> with that heart murmur like it all started with my pain and my adversity so i would say like that's really where it comes from and i'm just taking that day by day now and trying my best to turn all of my losses into my wins man <sighs> It's a lot to unpack there, bro. And this is the thing that that is so beautiful. And I want everybody to cap capture this moment. You went through a situation. First, first of all, like losing sports for an athlete is terribly hard. And I always tell people, if you never played sports, you might not understand. But it's like losing a thing that you felt that you were made for. You know, I went through that. And you having that at 15, the doctor telling you, hey, man, you can't play at this level anymore. You know, that's a that's a life-changing event where one or two things happen because I've seen it on the other side. I've seen people get that news, whether it's an injury or whether it's, you know, they get cut or whether it's a, a doctor saying, hey, you can't play at this level. They choose to go down the wrong path, right? They choose to lose sight of their dream. They think their life is over. Some of them choose suicide. But in that moment, even though it was hard, you, you chose to say, you know what? I'm going to see if there's more to my life. You know what? And I, and I bet this, and, and and correct me if I'm wrong, you know, I know when I started, those videos were were for other people for sure, but they were more for me. You know, it was like me speaking to myself, giving me the inspiration and motivation that I needed because, you know, I thought that my life was done. And the thing that I want to tell people is adversity is a gift. And see, at 15, you got the gift of adversity. You know, some people don't get that gift until 30, 40, 50, 60. Some people get that gift early. Some people don't recognize it as a gift. And I always tell people that I coach, and I told Tristan this the other day. I said, man, adversity is a blessing if you take the mask off of adversity because adversity shows itself as, you know, uh, 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 an opponent, um, an adversary. It shows itself as it can't work for you. But anything great, worth building anything that's legendary it goes through adversity right. so i tell people like take the mask off of adversity and see it for really for what it really is and i don't know if yeah. you were intentional about doing that at that age but that's what you did you took the mask off of adversity and you say you know what this is an opportunity you know what this is a blessing and now you see it but the thing is mark he's like we can talk about this is like you have faith and I don't know at that time if you were intentional with your faith, you can speak on that. Or if it's just like, man, you knew something was inside of you to keep going. But most people don't endure, don't have the perseverance to keep going. Right. So they never see what adversity was trying to gift them in the first place. So for you, in those moments of uncertainty, in those moments of you doing what you're doing now, because I know it was rare. I know at 15 years old doing motivational videos, I know that's not the popular thing to do. I know you probably got some, you know, man, you doing that? I know you probably got some, we can call it hate, but just some opposition towards it. So I'm just curious, like, how have you found the endurance to continue to keep going? Is there, is it faith for you? Is it something, a bigger picture for you that pulls you through? Like, What's the thing that has allowed you to endure all these ups and downs in your journey for you to be where you're at today? I'll take it back to what I use for basketball. 
when I played basketball, when I was in elementary, when I was in middle school, I would be up 5 a.m. in the morning. It didn't matter how cold it was outside. It didn't matter how hot it was outside. I'll be up training, working, chasing this dream. Even on those days, I was tired. And when I look back at why I did it, like there was a lot of days where I was drained. There was a lot of days where I had doubted myself, was letting outside noise get to me. Like there was a lot of days where I felt like, man, I don't even know if this dream is going to work out. But my why is what pulled me through every single time. And I know for me, like my why heavily is my mother and my father seeing one of them having me at a young age, being teenage parents, them having to face their own, you know, adversity, being so young, trying to raise me and seeing how hard they work. Right. Like I remember in middle school being at home by myself at times because my pops had to work all day. He would get home from work, drain, and still go outside and get shots up with me just to spend time. And it's like, mm. when I see that, when I, when I go back and look at that, I appreciated my father so much. I appreciated the the, the work and the, and, and the effort that my parents put in so much. Even on those days, I was tired. Like, I had to get up and keep going for them, right? Like, when my little brother was, was, was brought into the picture in 2017, like, it became a whole new right motivation for me. It's like I have this this little boy right here looking up to every single thing that I do, right? Mm-hmm. Like, forget what my parents are doing. He's always looking at his big bro. Like, what does big bro go do? So it was like understanding my why and the reason I was getting up every single day, it allowed me to endure any doubt I was facing, whether it was myself or others, right? Whether it was outside noise or, or my inner voice trying to knock me off my own path. And I know for me, when I got into speaking, like you said, it wasn't the most popular thing to do. Like, I remember at school, like kids laughing at my videos, you know, in my face, right? And at the time, I I don't even hold it against them, right? At the time, it was rare. Like, at the time, when I go back and look at it, I'm like, I can see how they thought it was corny. But I know for me at that age, it did feel discouraging. But at the same time, it was that one person, like I remember it was this one incident. It was one day I woke up. I didn't feel like making a video. Videos weren't getting any views at the time. Like they really weren't going anywhere. And something in me was just like, nah, Keish, you gotta, you gotta post today. Like just stay consistent, just, just one more time. And I remember I went outside, I made this motivational video, I went in, still feeling like, man, I don't even know if the video is gonna do anything, but I made it. And I would probably say it was, two or three hours after that i got a dm from a person i'm just gonna call her jessica jessica she sent me a dm and she was like mj i've been going through a really hard time in my life she was like mj there's been so much adversity i've been going through in this season of my life and you don't understand that video you just posted just spoke to me and she said honestly i didn't feel like my life was worth living but she said, after watching your video, I'm choosing to keep living today. And I know for me, I don't take the credit at all. I don't sit back, man, I saved that life. God saved that life. But I look at it as if you never know who you're touching. You never know who you're impacting. And after that, I looked at my videos in such a different light. It wasn't about the views. It wasn't about what anybody else had to say. It wasn't about reaching hundreds of thousands of people on the internet. If I could just reach one person, like that's what it was about. So then my mindset shifted from the views and the likes. It shifted from all of that to I'm here to help and impact people. Like the only reason I started making my motivational videos in the first place was because I was going through adversity and I just wanted to be a positive light in somebody else's life, not for anything else, not because of anybody else's opinion. So I can't let anybody else's opinion stop what I'm doing. So it was for me just understanding my why and my purpose. And now every single day I wake up, I think about that little boy that may be going through a hard time at home. I think about that little girl that may be going through a hard time at home and they own their phone all day and all they need to see is one of my motivational videos and it may brighten up their day just a little bit. Mm. And I just think about that 
single day. And I try my best to always keep that at the forefront and remember why I started. But understanding my why and my purpose behind what I'm doing is the only way I've been able to endure adversity and challenges. And I try my best to always remember that. With that mindset, bro, you have no choice but to be successful. Now, successful, there's there's plenty of definitions, right? But I'm talking about in the world's view of success, growing your brand, growing your business, growing as a speaker, because of two things that I say are very important that most people don't get. And there's listeners right now, they're in the same position as you. You know, when I tell this story, they're like, oh, okay, Trent, because, you know, I've been doing this for so long. They just see, you know, all the numbers and everything like that. But just like you, I started somewhere, right? I started at rock bottom. I started really making them for myself. I had flack and feet and negative feedback from my friends. And so I'm glad you shared that because your why, I like to call it your deep rooted reason, you know, kept you going. So number one, and this is where most people make a mistake, especially in today's social media world is number one, it was bigger than you, for you, right? It was about paying back your parents because you realize that your parents made an investment in you, right? By taking care of you, seeing your dad go to work and still get up shots. By the way, that's incredible. That's amazing. Your mother doing all the things just to give you the best life that you could have with their circumstances. So you realize like, you know what? They've invested in me with their energy, with their time. And so I want to make sure that I give them return on my investment. For me making it to, to the NFL, bro, especially college, I see my parents show up to every game, no matter it was in-state, out-of-state, no matter what I needed, my dad said yes to make my dream come true. So for anything, I say, man, I got to get a scholarship just to pay them back, just to pay them back. If I want it cliques, yes. Whatever you want, as long as you're taking care of your grades and your behavior, yes. So my driver in that arena in sports was to pay them back. So it was bigger than me. Most people, it's not bigger than them. You ask them why they're doing it, it's usually external reasons. I want to be rich. I want to be famous. I want to be this. I want to be that. And the big thing about that is that when those things don't show up because they want, unless you're a one hit wonder, a unicorn, they're not going to show up. Most people quit. But for you, it was bigger than you. The second thing you said that let me know that is no surprise that you're here um, in your journey is that you realize a few things. Number, number one, true impact can't be measured. I like to call it, bro, the gardener's mindset. The gardener knows that growth is taking place beneath the surface, even when they can't see it growing. So for you, whether you knew this or not, you kept planting the seed. You kept saying, okay, I'm doing this to impact the life. I'm doing this to impact someone. I'm doing this to better my life. I'm doing this to help myself. And you kept on doing it, even when you wasn't seeing views, you wasn't seeing shares, you wasn't seeing growth anywhere, but something inside of you knew that growth was still taking place. And then the identification of that came from Jessica hitting you up and saying, man, like I really needed this message. And that's all you needed from there. Cause it was the same with me. Once I got that first, like, oh snap, somebody is really listening to this. Somebody really needs this. That's all that I need. And from there, you know, you just been consistent. And so I wanna, I wanna move into this with you because I know one of the biggest deal breakers that keeps people from where they want to be. I think one of the biggest engines that pushes people to where they need to be is consistency. Most people right. say they have a consistency problem. I talk about this all the time. Most people will say, I'm not consistent at this and that. You've been consistent because I watch you for a very long time. I can guarantee when I get on the internet, TikTok, Instagram, I'm going to see a video from you. And I know how hard that is to do that work day in and day out. Maybe it's a little bit easier now because, you know, you're starting to see momentum. Still can be hard. But even during those days when you weren't seeing momentum, you were still being consistent. So I want to talk about that, bro. Like, how has consistency played a role in even you being confident as a speaker? Because a lot of people listening right. to this want to be speakers. Um, how has consistency played a role in your growth? How has consistency played a role in your brand? Like, speak to that. Consistency, like from what I've learned, it's 
it's the cheat code to every <laughs> single thing that you desire. Man, repeat like that. Every repeat that, bro. Repeat it. Repeat it. It's what? Consistency is the cheat code to everything you desire. Hmm. And I didn't realize that early in the journey. Like, I didn't understand it until you saw the breakthrough. Like, I, I, I think back and I'm so... It's like, I look at consistency as just one of the, the greatest things that, that could have ever happened, right? When I first started making those videos, I wasn't looking at it as I'm being consistent. It was just like, I'm showing up, you know, every single day I'm making these videos. And it's just like, man, when you really lock in and you stop looking at the results, you let go of all of that. Like you let go of the results, you let go of the outcome because that's not something you can truly control. And you just focus on showing up every single day, your breakthrough is going to happen. I'll speak to me as a motivational speaker when I first got started, because people see what I do now and they're like, yo, you can speak, right? Like, like when you step up on the stage, you can really motivate. And I look back at my first five, 10 speeches and I'm like, man, they were hard to watch. Like I'll give you, I'll give you a breakdown of my first ever speech. This was in eighth grade. My uh, my teachers had had got a hold of some of my videos because my classmates were showing the teachers my videos. And one of the like some of the teachers had rallied together and asked the principal to let me speak for eighth grade day. I got up that like so later that night. I I was writing out my whole speech. I hope I can find that sheet somewhere. I literally have a full line piece of paper with my entire speech on it. And I remember that next day I got up on that stage, all the eighth grade, all my friends in the front row. And I had this paper on this podium. And as I'm speaking, I could just feel myself speeding up, speeding up, speed, but I can't control it. And I remember I started stumbling over my words. It was just, it was <laughs> embarrassing. But at the same time, it was like, I did it. I stepped outside of my comfort zone. But I remember that being my first ever speech. I stumbled over my words. I dang near embarrassed myself on that stage, but I got up there and did it. Right? Another one of my speeches. I got up in front of the crowd of people. It was, I don't know, probably 20 people in the crowd. It was kids and their parents. And I'm speaking. I, I forget what I I forget what I'm saying. I didn't prepare for it well. And I messed up the whole speech. And I remember after that situation. When I got up on that stage, somebody had brought me in. I got up on that stage. And when I messed up like that, I was like, man, the only reason I went up there and bombed it is because there was no practice. Mm. There was no consistent effort put towards your preparation. And from that point forward, I made a commitment to myself. I said, in everything that I do, I'm going to be consistent at it. I'm going to show up and I'm going to put my best foot forward regardless of the circumstances. Because I didn't look, I didn't like that feeling at all. It felt like I just went into a game and went 0 for 10. It felt like I just went into the game and, and, and let a player hit the game when it shot on me. And for me, it was like understanding that when you practice, when you prepare, when you show up, your breakthrough it's gonna happen every single time. And Man. for me as a speaker, I just have to see, as I continue to speak, as I continue to get on stages, of course, every time wasn't gonna be perfect. Of course, I was gonna get up on that stage and mess up sometimes. But it was me taking that, learning from it, coming back even better the next time and staying consistent with it time and time again. And I just started to see myself grow as a speaker. And for, for me now, it's just like practice every single day. That's it, bro. And I, I think you learn that, you know, that's what I love about sports. I think as an athlete, you learn that, right? You learn that in order to get better at something, I'm going to be in the gym every day. I'm going to work on my craft every day. And that's the thing. A lot of people think, oh, it's just, I do believe in gifts. I do believe God gives us gifts, but I also think we have to cultivate those gifts. We have to shape those gifts and mold those gifts. And we do that by consistently working on those gifts. And a lot of people have gifts that are never that potential, but they're never met. Those, but that potential is never met because they don't put in that work. And the thing that I tell people when it comes to, you know, um, I talked about this on a previous podcast recently, and this is the kind of message that I've been preaching, you know, to Tristan and some of my team is like, 
high expectations. And let me back up for a moment. When it comes to self-worth, right, and confidence, like what you're talking about is confidence. Confidence is is saying no matter if I'm perfect or not, I'm going to be okay with the outcome because I trust I trust the outcome. I don't judge myself by the outcome. I don't, you know, allow my emotions to be attached to the outcome. And I think that's a powerful thing that people have to understand. Like for me, you know, of course I want to evaluate. Of course I want to say, man, how can I make this better? But I have detached my emotions from outcomes. You know, my my measuring stick of self-worth to me or confidence to me is did I go do the thing that was in my heart to do? I'm going to always put on my best foot to be perfect, even on this podcast. Like, I want to be perfect, but I also know I'm not going to be perfect. So it's okay. I don't care about the outcome. I care about more of the input that I'm putting in. And the thing that that I've been talking about lately, and the audience knows this, is like high expectations, right? You always hear, don't have high expectations because you'll let yourself down. I call a flag on the play, bro, because I don't think that's the right way to think about things. I think having high expectations of yourself, like you said, like, man, I want to be the best at my craft. I want to be the best me. I want to deliver the best speech because I know there's somebody in the audience that might like the Jessica that might be out there that needs my message. I don't want to come here with lack of preparation. I don't want to come here without putting my best foot forward. So I have high expectations of myself. And I think what a lot of people do is they they shoot too low. Even if they hit, they have right. low expectations for their life. So they might say, you know what? Well, I don't got to work hard every day. You know, I, I don't have to practice every day. I don't have to commit myself every day. I have to be consistent. Like I'm good with just succeeding at the bare minimum. And the bare minimum doesn't equal legendary. The bare minimum doesn't equal the greatest you. So you figure it out, bro. And it's crazy because you're under 21 years old. Like I want to reiterate that to everybody. I know it seems like I'm talking to a seasoned vet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a 30, 40 year old guy, but Marquise is under 21 and he has this mindset that, bro, it's remarkable. I'm always intrigued by, let me ask you this real quick, because I want to go back to to dad. So with your father, I'm curious, like what role did he play in your life at a young age? Like, did he have this mindset that you just adopted or like, did he, did he make you feel comfortable in being who you are? Like, where did this come from? One thing that my dad always poured into me was the fact anything that I do, anything that I said I wanted to do and I was serious about, he said, we're going all in with it. Mm. He said, Keith, I won't be easy on you. I'm not going to let you take shortcuts. If you're serious about this, you are going to work at it and you're going to put your best foot forward every single day. And that's one thing that my dad instilled in me time and time again. And my dad gave me a choice. Like, he never forced it upon me, but he said, if you're serious about this, I'm going to see how serious you are. And I remember just taking it back to middle school. Some days he'll be waking me up, 6 a.m. Keith, what's up? You getting up or you staying in bed? He would give me the opportunity to stay in bed, but mentally I knew I got to get up. I got to go put in the work. Like when we was in the gym, when when we was in the gym after practice, everybody would leave the gym. He would be like, Keish, you want to go or you want to stay and put up some more shots? What am I going to say? No, I know I got to put up more shots yeah. because it's a standard I'm holding myself to. Mm-hmm. It's like, if I see how hard he's working, not only is he telling me to do this, but I'm watching him go to work and, and put in his work every single, and even when he's tired, he's still showing up for me. How in the world can I take a shortcut, right? How in the world can I, I look at what I do and, and not try my best to be, you know, the best version of myself at it. And I know for me, it was just understanding like whatever I do, go all in, be the best that you can be, because if not, then why do it? Like, if I'm not going to be the best I can be at it, why even waste my time doing it? As a speaker, I look at it now is I don't want to be better than anyone. I just want to be the best Marquise I can there you be. Go. There you go. If I better myself every single day, like often I hear people compare and people talk about, well, I want to be, you know, number one and I want to be the best. And that's great. And I look at it from, from a different perspective. Like I understand that perspective as well. 
But when you change the focus to just being the best version of you, and every day you're competing with yourself, it gets fun. Because you look at it like, all I'm trying to do is get 1% better every single day. I'm trying to beat myself yesterday. And as you keep doing that, as you keep fixing those little things, as you keep taking those small steps, as you keep competing with yourself, you reach a new level, right, of your craft, of what you're doing. Because nobody can be you. Nobody can do what you do, how you do it. And that's one thing I, I always, you know, like thank my father for. He never let me sh take shortcuts when it came to something I was passionate about. And I would say another thing that my dad did that really gave me just this confidence to be me, he was very transparent in what he did. Mm. He told me both sides of the story. <laughs> he said, Keys, I went down this path. He was like, Keys, if you want to do something great or if you want to just be, he was like, I'm cool with either one but he said if this is what you're going to do i'm going to tell you how how this can go he said you can do what everybody else is doing you can be exactly like them you can go and quote unquote have fun right now or you can go work on your craft to be the best you can be and who knows what can happen in one to two years he told me both sides of the coin and i got a chance to make that decision and i know for me at that young of an age even now there is a lot of distractions like that's reality there is a lot of different routes that can be taken, but it's understanding if this is your dream, if this is something that you're really passionate about, you have to ask yourself the question, are you gonna to conform to what the world wants you to do? Or are you gonna stay true to yourself and keep on your mission? And that's my only goal now. Like, of course the distractions will be there, but I have to stay the course. I have to stay focused on my mission because only I know why I started. Other people may not understand. That's cool. Only I know. Only I know the long nights I had to spend. Only I know the early mornings I had to get up when I was dead tired and still putting to work. Only I know why I'm doing this, the deep-rooted reasons why I get up every single day. Only I know that. So, of course, I can follow what the world's doing or I can go my own route, stay true to myself, love myself, and end up doing something great in this world because I stayed true to me. And... That would be like the two Ooh. biggest things my pops told. Hey, man, y'all. Number one, share, 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 share. Boy, you are spitting some fire and being straight up, man. And there's a few things I want to unpack that you talked about and kind of two separate topics. Number one, I think we're getting a, you know, there's no perfect parent, but there's a lot of parents that listen to this ep this podcast. And I think this is beautiful coming from a, you know, a young man's perspective on what really shaped and pushed you. And it's so crazy. Like there's a saying, and you know this saying, I'm sure you heard it before. And it's the most backward saying ever, right? Do as I say, not as I do. And that is the weakest parenting advice that you ever could give. Because number one, your kids are going to do what you do until they get to the age to be like, nah, I don't want to do that. Right. Right. I'm like your father, man. Like, I hold myself as the example. Like, Tristan doesn't have to look far to find it, right? He don't have to look far to find hard work. He don't have to look far to find two parents that believes in their gifts and talents that have betted on themselves. He ain't got to look far. So when the teacher, which it happened at school, when he says for a career, like on your career day, what do you want to be? And he says, I want to be a college football player. And the teacher tells him, and this happened, the teacher is like, well, like pick a something else. And I understand what she was trying to say, because yes, there are things bigger than sports, but she put a limitation on him and he didn't even right. believe it because she tried to tell him, oh, pick something else only happens. He's like, well, my dad did it. I'm around it. I know it's possible. Yeah, I know it takes hard work. I'm going to work hard in my grades and everything else. But that's the thing that I pride myself in that he doesn't have to look far. So when I'm preaching to him, he knows daddy is practicing. When I'm telling him, hey, bro, you got to work hard for your stuff, he sees me in the gym. We go to the gym together. He don't have to look far to be able right. to see, and I think that's the big problem with a lot of parents, and no disrespect, but a lot of parents are trying to tell their kids what to do, but they kids, the kids can't find it in you, and that's a problem. The second thing I want to talk about that you said is very important, and I talk about this a lot, is you're your own competition, 
for most people, and I've been guilty of this at times, we become our own enemy. In a way, like where we're beating ourselves up and we're beating ourselves down. I've been telling people, hey, man, instead of self-guilt, let's practice self-grace. And I talk about this in Protect Your Peace, the book, which comes out in March. There's a few things. Number one, I talk about guarding your focus. And you talked about that. You know, a focused life is a life that will do incredible things. When you're focused and you don't do random, when you know your purpose, everything you do is on purpose, for purpose, everything you're around, like, and you get it. And the reason you probably even do it more is you see the result. Like, I'm sure at this point in your life, there's no turn off switch with love yourself. There's no turn off switch with who you are as a communicator because you understand the benefits. You understand the impact that it's made. But for some people, you know, I think we get into this thing of, I like to say, getting outside of your pace. So one of the things that I teach, bro, with protect your peace is like control your pace. And I get that all the time. Like, how come you don't say you're the number one speaker or this or that or blah, blah. I said, I don't give a damn, honestly, to be number one in the world's eyes. Like I care to be the best me. And honestly, I care to be number one in the heart that needs me to be number one for them on that day. You know what I mean? So it might be a person that, you know, is going through a hard moment and I'm number one for them on that day and they need that message that day. That's what I'm good for. I don't care about world's titles. I don't care about accolades because those things will fade. I don't have to tell myself that to position myself and market myself that I'm this or I'm that. I'm me. Right. And I'm going to be enough Mm -hmm. for those that need me to be. So, bro, I'm glad you have that mindset because what happens is that you start chasing the title. And as an athlete, yes, I'm competitive. Yes, I, I want to be the best I can be for sure. But when you start chasing titles, right. I believe, and I could be wrong, my perspective is that it pulls you away from the purpose. And that's the dangerous part that I want to talk to you about. Perfect right. segue is staying grounded because yeah. you're going to continue to be successful. You're going to continue to grow. And one of the hardest things in having longevity is success. When success shows up, see, success has a mass too. We see success as this beautiful, great thing. But underneath success, there's a lot of stress. There's a lot of opportunity to say yes to things that can take you away from your true purpose. There's money. There's followers. There's all the things to pull you away from why you started. So my question to you is, how do you stay grounded? Cause you are, by the way, I'm around you. I know you, I speak to you. So put, like you're grounded. How do you stay grounded when this world is trying to, as I like to say, get your head in the clouds? Like what's your process to remind you that, you know, to not lose yourself in this journey of being successful because to be real Marquise, it's hard, right? It's hard when you're getting everything that you want. It's hard when everybody's saying you changed their life, right? A lot of ego right. can get involved. So what's right. helped you stay grounded? Man, that's, that's crazy that you asked me that question because it's happened to me before once and this was when I first started like blowing up on social media. Like it was on TikTok when it first happened for me. And mind you, I'm in ninth grade now. Everybody at school before this, like my videos still weren't getting any any views. They weren't getting any love. I had friends at my school that had started going viral on TikTok, right? And they weren't doing nearly as much work as I was doing when it came to right. making these videos. And I remember when my first video on TikTok ended up going viral. And I was talking about my why, talking about my purpose behind why I get up and make these videos every single day. And I was talking about my parents and my little brother. And that video did over a million views in a matter of two, three days. I remember that video. I remember it. (laughs) When I tell you after that, my followers, the people that were reaching out to me, everything was happening so fast. 
And I remember my head was in the clouds. Like mm. I looked at it like, yo, what I'm doing is dope. Like what I'm doing is amazing. Like all these, like I'm going to be the biggest. I'm and my head was in the clouds, and I started to lose focus on why I started doing it in the first place. Mm. And I remember after that ended up happening, I had tens tens of thousands of followers follow me every single day on my TikTok. Hundreds of top on thousands of people follow me on Instagram every single day. And I remember it came to. I don't remember the exact date, but I remember I stopped being consistent. It was one day I was like, like I could take a day off. Like I, I, I'm doing it. My, my followers are there now. Like the likes are there now. People still follow me right now. I, I haven't made a video in two, three days. I'm good. And I started to get inconsistent day by day. Stop making videos day by day. And I remember I hit a patch where it stopped. Like I tried to get back on it and the views, they, they weren't there anymore. It's like, dang, where'd everybody go? Like I, I was seeing success after I had that breakthrough. I'm, I, I'm thinking yeah. that's going to sustain me and it stopped. And I remember after seeing that people that looked for my videos every single day, after I stopped being consistent, they weren't there anymore. And it was because I didn't show up for them. And it was like, man, no matter how good you're doing, you have to remember what got you there. Mm -hmm. I got so, I got so excited and I got so, I would say high off of the success yeah. that I forgot about all of the work and time that I put into it. Hmm. And one thing that keeps me grounded now is I'm, can never achieve anything special, can never make my dreams a reality. Like whatever it is for you, I can never do that if I don't put in the work. So for me, like you said, I'm more focused on input now. What yeah. am I putting in daily? And that's what I'm judging myself off of. What work am I putting in daily? Because when I took that break, when I got comfortable and I got complacent, I started to see things started to fall off because I was no longer doing what got me here. Like yeah. I have to, I had to allow myself to stay grounded in what got me here. It was the early mornings. It was me really taking time to write out my message, to really think about it. Like to, to really ask myself, what do you feel right now? What, what's going to come from the heart and not just get you followers and likes. It was me understanding like, no, you have to take what you're doing serious consistently for you to contain to see that growth and that success and that development and i think for me dealing with that right being in ninth grade and me being top of the world everybody in school like yo keys follow <laughs> me back man you got all these followers now i think i think it was me going from being at the at the top of the world in, in my eyes to being brought right back down god reminded me like this isn't why i gave you the platform I gave you the platform to continue doing what you're doing, not to fall off and think you made it, right? It was me understanding that that just kept me kept me grounded. So now I'm grateful for everything. Right now I'm appreciative for where I'm at. I'm thankful for every follower that 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 shoots me a DM, that likes one of my videos, that shares my videos. I'm truly thankful. But I also cannot get so caught up in the view followers to where I lose the focus and I lose the purpose behind what I do. And now my biggest goal is just to stay consistent, to keep putting in the work, to stay close to God because he's the only reason I have this gift. He gave me it. I'm just a vessel giving it to the world. It's all of those factors that keep me grounded on a day-to-day basis. -day basis of understanding that at any moment it could all be taken away so let me give my all every day towards what i do and not get complacent when i have a success be appreciative for it but keep growing every single day every that's single it, day bro. that that's that's it and and i believe everybody who goes through a successful moment has that moment you know i had that moment whether it's football or whether it is rehab time where you know that success you know can 
can really be a false sense of success. You know, I always tell people, man, the greatest threat to your success is not failure. It's success <laughs> because success can make you comfortable. And you got to learn how to weather what you're doing a great job. And this is in general to everybody listening to weather the storm of success because it's ups and downs. You know what I mean? Like, so what I've learned how to do is just fall in love with what you said, the process and the journey, right? What can I, what can I control? I can control the input. I can't control if it goes viral. I can't control. Now I can have my formula where, you know, I check off the boxes to like, okay, this is putting the content or whatever in the best position to do its best. Cause I wanted it to do its best, but I can't control if it's going viral. Right. I can't control if people are liking the share. I can't control if people, you know, uh, X, Y, Z on it. So I can control the input and, that's really helped me because I always tell people, man, like going viral can be your biggest enemy because it shifts. It, it almost shifts your viewpoint. Um, it shifts your your measuring stick of success, because now it's like, think about it. There's a time when tw- 100 views was dang, like I'm crushing it. Right. Then you hit this right. one million. And now you almost lose appreciation. I'm talking about in general, like I've been there, where you lose appreciation for the 100,000 or the 10,000 or the 100. And you forget, like, there's still 100 people watching this. And so I wanted to talk about this because I know we've talked about a lot, but I feel like as as an influencer, creator, as a speaker, there's so many people out there that Mm -hmm. struggle with this because they allow metrics to control their worth. And it's hard not to. It's hard not to look at your Instagram and see like, dang, I just made this video and I just knew it was it. And only 10 people, a hundred people, a thousand people, whatever, it didn't do the, the way I thought it would do. And so I think it's very important that people hear what you said, because you got to have a different metric system that you measure success. And I think it should be, I talk about this in the book, bro. Like I call it simplifying happiness or simplifying success where it's just a simple formula for your worth to say, you know what? I'm going to feel good about myself because I did it today, because I stayed with my commitment right. today, because I created the content today. So in wrapping this conversation up, bro, I could talk to you for three hours, man. And I love talking to you, bro. But in wrapping this conversation, <laughs> I do want to talk about this in segue because something that I admire about you and what you've done is even your brand, like the love yourself. Like, I love it. I need one of those, by the way, bro. I love it. I love the logo. I love how it looks. Um, I've been around you enough to see how much you care about your brand because I do think that's Mm -hmm. important. I think it's important to put your best in your brand. I love how you started your videos and how you start your videos. I don't know who needs to hear this, but somebody does. With your push-ups, like everything was branded. And I call it being like uh, very... um, I call it conscious marketing and I'm making that word up, but that's what I kind of tell my team. Like it all starts with you or, you know, as real as I can put it, or I'm going to tell you when your life's going to change, you know, those let's get it. Like all these things like was part of the brand. Um, and then when it came to merch was a, was to me, it was a uniform of rehabbers, right? You can wear this brand. So I'm just curious, like maybe there's one to three things that you can share right now for somebody out there that's, that's where you're at. That where that's where you're at at 15, right? That's want to start their brand. Um, that's wanted to, you know, elevate their social media. Like, what would be the one to three, or just even one tip that you would give them that you've seen has helped your brand be successful? I would say one thing. Like, if I could go back and just share this with my 15 year old self, is get clear on the reason you're starting it. Mm. One of the biggest things that I express with my brand is it's so much bigger than just the hoodie. Like love yourself Mm. is so much bigger than just my products. Like I dealt with my own self love problems throughout middle school, constantly searching outside of myself for validation in friendships in relationships always trying to please other people, trying to make other people like me, love me. And I lost myself in that, trying to find myself in somebody else. And for me, it wasn't until I started to love myself more 
where I no longer search for that outside validation, where I no longer worried or cared for what somebody else thought about me, but instead I found that validation within myself. And when it came to starting Love Yourself, I really wanted to make a brand that spoke for itself, that could empower the person wearing it, just to love themselves a little extra every single day. Because clothing, for me, is one way that you speak without mm -hmm. saying a single thing. So that's what Love Yourself is all about for me, encouraging a person wearing it to love themselves more because I struggle to love myself at a time of my life. And I'm still consistently, every single day, growing and learning how to love myself more and forgive myself. So for me, if I could go back and tell my 15-year-old self something, a 15-year-old trying to do something like I'm doing, understand that purpose and that reason behind why you're starting because that's going to drive you every single day. There's been plenty of months where I've went, no sales for my brand. When I first started with my clothing brand, nobody was wearing it. Pop-up shops that I went to, nobody bought anything. Nobody wanted to listen to my story. And that segues, that, seg that segues into another thing I would really want to just drive into anybody listening to this podcast. Embrace rejection. Mm. On top of understanding why you do what you do, you have to get comfortable with people saying no. You have to get comfortable with people not understanding what you do and not supporting at first. You can't blame them for it. They don't understand yet. But if you give up on yourself, it can never go anywhere. And I know for me at 15, I remember when I first started my brand, there was so many pop-up shops I went to and I'll be like, excuse me, can I tell you about, nah, I'm good. Excuse me, can, can, can you come and check out my brand? Oh, nah, I'm, I'm okay. And it was discouraging for me at first. But one thing I learned within every no, within every rejection, you're one yes closer. Like that, that yes is on the way every single time. And it's up to you to embrace that rejection, right? Like you said, don't fear rejection. Like you said, you said, don't fear failure, but you said embrace it. Yeah. Like I couldn't, I couldn't fear the, the, the rejection and, and, and expect it. That's what you said. You can't expect failure. Don't expect it, but embrace it. Yeah. I couldn't expect rejection, but at the same time I had to embrace it. And I know for me, understanding my reason behind starting my clothing brand, my purpose behind it, and on top of that, embracing every no that came my way, embracing people not supporting at first, it helped me take my brand to the next level. And now my brand started to go in so many different places. Now, all over Georgia, I'll go outside and I expect to see one of my hoodies outside yeah. of somebody. <laughs> and, and, and I'm so grateful for it. Like, I'm so grateful for it because I know the work that I put and I know all of the rejection that I had to endure for people to one day listen, for people to one day understand. And now people want to hear about it because even when other people were saying, no, when they didn't want to hear my story, I kept talking. I kept speaking it. I kept believing in it. And that's the biggest thing. Like anybody listening right now, if you believe in what you do long enough, people are going to catch on. <laughs> when people see that you believe in what you do bigger than anybody else, they have no choice in the world but to see what you're doing. You you may not even understand it, but I at least got, I got what, what does he believe in so much? And why does he believe in it so much? And I know like that would be like my two biggest things is first off, understand your reason behind it. Like you said earlier, it has to be bigger than the money. It has to be bigger than the popularity that comes with it. It has to be a deep rooted reason behind why you started. I struggle with loving myself. Now I'm, I truly want to help other people that may be going through that similar thing that I was going through. And embracing that rejection is so important because as you continue to embrace it, I'm telling you, I'm telling you that yes, on the way every <laughs> single time. But that would be like my two biggest things that I would want to go and tell my 15-year-old self. Man, that right there is, if I could package that up and give that to everybody as the secret key ingredient to continue to elevate, progress, and be successful, that's it. That's it. And I know, bro, I get chills because I know that journey. I know the journey where 
you know, my first order of T-shirts, bro, were, were $100, 12 of them. And that was that $100 was hard. And now, you know, back in 2020, my boy sent me, he, he sent me a screenshot. He said, uh, then and now. And then he sent me my last invoice, well, in 2020. And it was, you know, thousands of dollars, you know, where I'm like, dang. And I had that yeah. reminder because I'm like, hey, I got to pay this big invoice. I'm like, man, I remember when I was hoping, you know what I mean, people. And you look around and you see people wearing the shirt. Somebody sends you a photo and it's like, hey, man, I seen your shirt here. Like, it's a reminder right. to keep going. But that's that faith. Knowing a door is going to open for your life that don't exist yet. And that's what you have, bro. And this is what I want to tell people about rejection. And people always ask me this, like, Trent, like, how do you deal with the naysayers? How do you deal with the haters? How do you deal with people who don't support you? How do you deal with people who don't whatever? And it took me a while to get to this place. But I, you have to realize that that's not your people. It's okay. Like, you don't need a million people to like you necessarily. You don't need a million people to support you. You don't need a million people to buy your product. Like if you have a few hundred, you know, starting off small, like a hundred, then 200, 50, yeah. whatever, get to yeah. a thousand. I tell people all the time, you don't need millions mm -hmm. of followers. If you have a community, a, a, a rock solid community that truly supports you and believes in you, then guess what? That's all that you need. And so we, I laugh and it, and, it, and it takes time because you got to go through it to understand it. And I, and it's so cool at your age, you're already understanding this. That's why I say, man, like the next decade, like I'm going to have front row seats, bro. And I'm going to just look back and be smiling. Like, man, I, I told you this years ago, like you're the one bro. And, and, and it's because you're talented as heck, but it's because of the mindset that you have, the head you had on your, on your shoulders at this age, but you understand the fundamental principle. Like everybody don't have to like me. Everybody don't have to support me. Those aren't my people. It's okay. So when I make a video and people are like, Oh, you shouldn't let up. That's not my people. It's okay. Or I put out a shirt and say, Oh, you shouldn't charge this. Or I'm never like those people never going to buy it. It's okay. And when you get past the, I want to be everything to everybody. And you get to, mm -hmm. I want to be everything to the people who need me to be. That's when it shifts. That's when it changes. And I want to give you the opportunity, bro. We probably got a minute. And this I always tell people. Give me one minute of you being straight up about whatever topic it is that you want to give. This is your speech. This is your moment that will be played throughout the world, okay? Just imagine, like, if you had one minute that says, press play on this one minute. When I'm, you know, long gone, years and years, decades, this is the one minute I want to be remembered by, or this is the one minute of information I want to give somebody. Like, what would that be? And close this out, bro. Man, I'm writing a new book called Love Yourself More Today. And this is the biggest message in it. And it's take it day by day. Every single day, you have an opportunity. You have an opportunity to grow, to learn, to become a new version of yourself. And if I could give one message to the world, it would be every single day, don't overthink, don't be too hard on yourself, like give yourself grace and understand one step at a time, one step at a time. You don't have to have it all figured out right now. It doesn't have to be perfect right now, but I promise you, if you just take one step every single day, it's going to lead to great distances and you're going to reach great heights. But first, you have to take that first step and you got to take it day by day. So my biggest thing would be don't overthink it. It's day by day, one step at a time. Man, like we always say, it all starts with you. Let's get it, bro. Hey, man, brother, I appreciate you, man. And I'm calling you, and that's the thing, bro. Like I said, I feel like mindset wise, bro, like throw age out the window, man. And, um, you got you you you've just scratched the surface, man, on your greatness, and I want to tell you that, bro. And 
You know, there's somebody, somebody in my life, a special person in my life told me this. They're like, the world needs more Trent. And I've always held on to that. And I want to tell you, the world needs more Marquise, man. And I'm honored to have not just kids, bro, because I know sometimes when you're 19, you know, people, older people want to kind of put you, oh, you're too young. Forget all that, bro. You are for everybody and everybody needs to hear your message. And I am so happy that there's someone like you, man, that's going to be able to lead and encourage and motivate the next generation as well as this one. Like my daughters, you know, they're young. They're going to be looking up to you. My son already looks up to you. You know, my 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 football players, they, they already look up to you. And um, I just want to tell you, man, to keep going, man. Um, and before we wrap this up, I want to make sure I give you the opportunity. Like, let everybody know what's going on. You say you had a new book. Where can they find you? Where can they book you at? You know, all the things, man. Go ahead and give it. get all your information out. Yes, sir. So if you want to find me on social media, you can find me on all platforms at Real MJ Hill, and that's R-E-A-L-M-J-H-I-L-L. If you want to book me to speak, my speaker's website is www.realmjhill.com, R-E-A-L-M-J-H-I-L-L. And if you want to check out my clothing brand and shop my merchandise, uh, my website is www.loveyourself.shop, and that's L-O-V-E-Y-A-S-E-L-F dot shop. Love yourself. And my new book, Love Yourself More Today, that I mentioned, that's going to be dropping in January. Super excited for it. It's going to be truly a, a transformational book and one that I really like put my time and energy into just giving my 28 lessons, 28 days of loving yourself more every single day. Because like I just said, loving yourself, believing in yourself, gaining that confidence in yourself, it's a daily journey. And for me, that's why I call it love yourself more today, because I want everybody to focus on today. Not tomorrow, not what a year looks like. <laughs> just focus on today and just take those couple steps, that one step. So. No, yeah, that's that's all my um, my, my plugs. And, and before we get off, I, I really want to say, and I know I always like reiterate this, but I can't say it enough. Like I'm truly thankful and grateful for you. Like, I don't know if you'll ever really understand the magnitude. I, I don't know if people ever can, but when I say you were the first motivational speaker that, I started watching at a young age as an athlete before I even became a speaker and your story and messages truly helped and inspired me. And on top of that, when you sent me that message on Instagram that night, when I tell you I hopped off that couch, it was like, yo, my Trent Shelton just texted me on Instagram. <laughs> when I tell you, I, I was like the, the happiest kid in the world, but I thank you for your time i thank you for your authenticity and for your genuity and like really being who you are on that camera off the camera like when i first met you in texas you giving me the opportunity to to speak to your team to your son something that you truly care about not knowing me from a can of paint only knowing me from instagram i appreciate that like on top of that taking the time to you know, shoot me motivational messages from time to time. Like, I'm just thankful and want to make sure I give you your flowers as much as I possibly can, because I know for myself, I couldn't do what I do without people to gain that inspiration from and to learn from and to be motivated from daily. So just wanted to make sure I gave you your flowers and say, I appreciate you. Man, hey, all love, bro. And, um, you know, it's one of those moments where it's just speechless, man. Um, I always say moments like this and appreciation, like I never take it lightly because it always brings purpose to the past and everything that you've been through, man. So thank you so much, big dog. And I want to say thank you, Marquise, for being straight up, keeping it straight up and continue to stay straight up, man. It's rehab time. Let's get it.
Hey, I want to make sure you got my phone number. Like, for real, for real. No kidding. Did you even know that I have a community text number? And if you don't, where have you been? So go ahead, take out your pen and paper, take out your phone, and write this number down. My phone number is 817-242, yep, 2719. I'm going to repeat it for you. 817-242-2719. People always ask, Trent, how did you get that community text number? How does it work? Well, today's your lucky day. Go to community.com and go get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using texting. People just text you at the number. They're added to the group. And then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. Like you already know, I text out podcast links, random things about life. I text out surprises, all the things that I don't post anywhere else except my rehabber text community. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly to you. And guess what? Now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your number. They'll give you a 10-digit real phone number. Not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than just a number, y'all. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS texting. This means you can actually manage your text links from your community and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts at certain times to certain groups. It even comes with auto-replies, so many things. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your phone number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for just that. So go to check them out at community.com. That's community.com. Let's get it. Hey, y'all, what's up? I'm super excited to share this with y'all. I need like a drum roll. I need like a band. But listen. This podcast, the Straight Up Podcast, is now a part of the Growth Day Network. I told y'all maybe turn it up this year. A bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world, purpose to the world, impact to the world, and to support shows and brands we believe in. That's why I'm a part of Growth Day. It's all about purpose. It's all about power. It's all about impact. And guess what? One of my friends, one of my homies is on this network also, and I need you to go subscribe to their show. The Boss Bay Podcast. I'm sure you already heard of it, but if you haven't, here you go. Natalie and Danielle are amazing. The interviews are amazing. Their strategies are amazing. If you're about that growth life, the Boss Bay Podcast will grow your life. Like straight up. I know you're going to love them. I know you're going to love the show. Go check it out. Go subscribe today and you will not regret it. Let's get it.